This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Okay guys, we're going to listen to three awesome testimonies now. So I just want to welcome our first guest, Daniel Dibasi. Let's give him a hand. Hi church, I'm long time no see. For those who don't know me, my name is Daniel, but you can call me Sinner. Um, I'm not a perfect person. I've done horrible things in my life. I've made terrible decisions and caused a lot of pain. And I'm not perfect, but my God is perfect. And that's why I can stand here and just testify what he has done in my life. Um, so about 24 years ago, I was born um, with a birth defect um, that affected my lower limbs. Um, I had weak ankles, abnormal feet, um, weak bones, and the doctor said I would only have about 60% growth in my lower limbs. Um, so this was quite tra- tragic, but the legs did carry me through life as I went from primary school to high school. During high school, um, I struggled with a lot of pain. I had an identity crisis, but luckily God led me um, to a decision to trust in Him for giving me strength and also to go with a life of prosthetic limbs. Um, which I then did in 2013 in my gap year off to matric. Um, it was a painful year and um, a lot of trust in the Lord for healing and all to be well. And it, it, it was well because God said do it. Um, and then I came to Stellenbosch to study Axi. And from 2014 to 2016, I tried to get my degree. And luckily, I did get it in the end. Um, but then God, you know, gave me this inner stirring. And he said, I want you to start running with blades, and I'm like, God, why? Um, and he said, because I just want to create for you a platform to glorify me, and I realized this is quite big, um, and I realized all I had to do was just take the step of obedience, and as I took that step, many prophecies just came back. I recalled in grade nine, someone prophesied over me, they say, they just see me running, and I was like, running a business, a show, because I had weak legs, I couldn't do sport. And um, another prophecy came to mind. In my first year, we had a leadership event in Dagbreek. Um, and someone also prophesied and said, I just see you speak in front of thousands of people. And that all just realized, you know, became reality for me that God is really now moving. And furthermore, I always ask God, you know, why was I born with deformed legs? It's your kingdom. Your kingdom is perfect. There's no pain. If your kingdom comes, there's no pain. There's no deformity. Um, so I always wrestled with that. And then this year, I read this, this part in the Bible, which I've already um, I've read it a lot of times, but this time it just jumped out of the scripture. And it's John 9, the first verses, where the disciples asked Jesus, but why was this man born blind? Who sinned, him or his parents? And God said, neither. But he was born blind so that the works of God can be revealed through him. And I just realized, you know, I'm willing for that. I'm willing to walk this life no matter how difficult it is, no matter how challenging it is, but as long as God's works can be revealed through me, I'll be obedient in that. So this year I began working in Johannesburg and um, I went to this prosthetic um, guy, he makes the legs, and I was like, listen, um, I've never run the past five years. I have weak muscles, um, weak ankles. I have no experience, but God said I should start running. Can you help a brother out? And... um, We've, we first began with, with doing strength tests, and I, break, I broke all the strength test records. Then I had to 
a week later, get my first set of blades just to see how it goes. And, and I was able to jump on one blade within minutes. I was able to do star jumps sideways the first time I had them on. And the blade runner, ugh, the, the prosthetist was like, I've never seen this. And I've seen Oscar in action. This is crazy. And then, <laughs> was that funny? And um, I had my first 100 meter run, 16 seconds, not fast. And then within five weeks, um, I ran 12.76 seconds. And just to put that in perspective, the, the number one Paralympic guy in my category at the moment, in the first two years of his running career, his personal best was 12.5. And in five weeks, God enabled me to do that almost, just 20 split seconds far from that. Um, so the favor and the hand of God in this is just amazing. I'm just trusting him for this. But I'd like to just... But um, I'd just like to share some things I've learned in this journey. You know, when we start walking into your calling, into what has been spoken over you, the first thing, it's not going to be easy every day. Um, times my prosthetics would cut me on my stumps that it would bleed into the socket and it was painful. I've had a good fall a few times on the Tartan turf. Um, one day I was just getting ready to train. I did a weird thing and then the blade just, you know, got loose from the socket and I was on my bum. But then I just realized, God, there's no better, better timing for a blade to break because I wasn't sprinting yet. So it was fine. Um, so God is really providing. He's providing with finances. It's crazy. I haven't even searched for people. And it's, it's like there's meetings coming up for people to sponsor me and just to go. But the other thing is, you know, we get so caught up into doing things for God that it becomes performance instead of doing it with God. And that was my biggest challenge to, to focus. Am I doing this for God, trying to win the medal for him? Or am I actually following him, pursuing him? And in this process, just getting to know my father better. And I realized that at the end of the line, well, this is how I think it's going to happen. I hope so. But God's not going to stand at the end of the 100-meter line waiting for me to finish. He's with me every step in every split second. And that's worth it. So I can't wait to just take on this journey and with God. And I just want to encourage you with that as well. Just continue to see God. Do not seek the calling, see God, and the calling will follow. Amen. All right. Yeah. And um, I have to leave now because I'm flying back to Johannesburg, so um, I can't stay afterwards, but I hope you have an amazing um, exams and everything. May God bless you abundantly. Can I just ask Laura to come up, share her testimony? She here? Let's give her a hand too. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, my name, my name. Oh, <laughs> my name is Laura, um, and I had the privilege to do F three over the last four weeks. Um, and I just want to quickly share what God did at F three and just leading up to F three as well. Um, so at the start of this year, or actually. Okay, let me begin at the start. Um, somewhere in primary school, my Sundach school teacher, I don't know what that is, um, she gave me a paper with the meaning of my name, um, and it said, quiet one. And I remember through high school and even at university, just like struggling with this because it's really something that I didn't want to be. Like, I didn't want to be quiet. Why is this? Is this a blessing or is this a curse over my life? Um, 
and you're just struggling with that. And I remember chatting to my roommate about it somewhere at the start of this week. Um, and just you're saying, Lord, I don't want to be quiet. And a lot of times in groups, I would find myself wanting to say something, but just something keeping me back, almost like, you what you want to say is not worth being heard. Um, and I chatted to my roommate about that. And like a week later, in one of my classes, we were Googling name meanings and origins of names and things. Um, and Laura came up and it said it was a Roman mythology um, creature um, who betrayed Jupiter. And then as a punishment, she was struck speechless. So I was like, your Lord, <laughs> this is definitely a curse that I don't want in my life. But not knowing what to do with it, I just left it. Um, and that Sunday, I came to church, and one of the facilitators prayed for me. And she said, um, I pray against the voices that have been telling you that you have nothing to bring, that has silenced you. I sense that, you, that there were things that happened in your childhood that intended to cause you to be silent. But God is going to heal you of that. So you're. <laughs> um. So then I just sat there thinking, your Lord, but we know the power that is in the tongue. And we know that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if you speak something over someone, then, you know, there's power in that. So every time someone calls me Laura, they speak quiet one over me. Um, and what do I do with that? And then the Lord reminded me of a scripture that said um, in Psalm 26, verse 2, Like the sparrow in her wandering, like the swallow in her flying, so a causeless curse does not alight. So then he just showed me, if there's no cause for the curse, it cannot do anything in your life. Um, so if he's going to come and heal me of that, then there will be no legal right for the curse. And you know, then I chatted to my mom in the holidays and just shared about, a bit about it. Um, and she asked me, okay, so there's blessing and there's cursing, there's life and death. And we now did not choose the curse. But what is the blessing in your name? What is what does your name mean? That's good. And I was like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I went to F3 and at the last, this week, Thursday, then we get, got a paper with our name and the meaning of it. Um, so I just want to share. So Laura is Latin for famous and God's gracious gift. So yo, I just want to share about that. And also just through this process, I just saw again that God is not in like... Okay, yes, he is, but like healing and restoration is a, a journey and a process. It's all about relationship with God. I remember I wanted to do F3 last year, and it was just as if God was saying, you're seeking my healing more than you're seeking me. And you know, I just want to really encourage us that we're not going to become perfect until Jesus comes. So embrace the journey of healing, and don't get discouraged when you see, you know, I've got such a long way to still go, because God is working, and yeah, it's about relationship and intimacy with him. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share. Thank you. Shoo. Okay, good evening, church. So, yeah, tonight I have the amazing privilege of sharing my baptism testimony with you. Um, but I come from the Karua, so I can like Afrikaans, so uh, if the English get a bit stuck, just bear with me. 
So, in my grade 12 year, um, I was in Oakdale in Rivers Dine School, was, and um, it's a boys' school, so we don't see lots of girls and stuff. So, <laughs> okay, but, so there was this one special um, friend, although she wasn't very special to me at that point. So she asked me to a dance, and um, my dad always said to me, like, whenever a girl asks you to dance, no matter what, what what happens, like, just say yes, because it takes lots of courage for them. So me being me, and she being her, she asked me, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she asked me, and yeah, that was that was very um, an amazing experience, but I didn't really want to go, but I still went. So as soon as I got into the car, her mother, she's like very open. She says, Woody, you want to my character come? So she's, she invited me to church, and I was like, coming from a very conservative background, it was not just inviting someone to church. That's kind of serious. So the evening... <laughs> So, so the evening was like, was, was very special and it was very of God. And um, later I found out that was the first time that she said her baptism testimony to me. And just a few weeks leading up to the dance, baptism was really placed on my heart. So that Sunday, um, I went to church with them, but it was also a charismatic church. So she was very afraid that I'll be freaked out about the people, um, like just doing stuff the Holy Spirit lays on the heart. And um, she was like very, she was like praying like, Lord, just mark it the rest of the And <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so it was a rest of It was, it was a, a testimony service similar to this one. And um, like, it was just testimonies on testimonies and, one scripture that was read was in Acts 2, verse 38, that said, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And um, I was just like, yo. And then the pastor got like a word of knowledge, and he was like, yo. Um, I just really sense that it, there's people here that needs to get baptized. And Acts was, ah, yeah, the old York. Like, you can't. Like, there's no way he can know that I should get baptized. Like, Axis, uh-uh. So, then I went, and me, um, sometimes I tend to be a bit, like, stubborn. And, the, like, the Lord, wherever you are, like, the Lord will be with you. Like, and he, he will deal with you the way that, like, <laughs> is best for you. So, I said, Lord, if this is really from you, like, to get baptized, just confirm it to me. And um, he gave me a scripture in Isaiah 48, verse 15, and I didn't even know what stands there. And it says, I, even I have spoken and called him. I have brought him, and he will prosper in his ways. I'm also going to read in Afrikaans. Um, but it says, Ek, ek het het gesê, ek het om geroep, ek het om laat kom, en hy sal verspoedig wees, en dit wat hy moet doen. And then I just know that <laughs> baptism isn't only only something that just happened. It's, it's in God's word. And then the Lord just put really, he confirmed it to me. So that, then I like watched up this lady. Um, we're actually dating now. Her name's Dalita, if you're watching. <laughs> and um, I was just asking for the pastor's number. And that next Sunday I got baptized. 
So I really want to encourage each one of you, if baptism is on your heart, like ask the Lord, like stubborn people, he'll confirm it to you even with scripture but as I read like it's in his word baptism isn't isn't optional like it's not something like okay oh, maybe like a, it's in his word so each, if it's in your heart like tonight's an amazing opportunity and to all the people getting baptized like well done like I'm super excited for what God's going to do into your life and yeah just keep on and um, thank you Amazing. Hi. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Jan, and we have the privilege of journeying a little bit with uh, Shofar Stellenbosch. Maybe a little bit more about that later, but just this evening as we got in the doors and we started speaking to people, there was just this amazing excitement. It's baptism evening! (laughs) And it was so beautiful to see that people get excited about baptism. Baptism is most probably one of those things that uh, has caused a lot of joy and also a lot of controversy in the body of Christ. And it's, it's, it's funny how, how much people, how people cling to their ideas about baptism. And, I, and I've just realized, you know, when you go and read the Word, you don't really have to be a great theologian. You just need to be able to read. And uh, then baptism becomes fairly simple. Um, you really got to explain a lot of stuff not to do it. Uh, you know, and when Jesus, the last thing that Jesus said when he, before he left, the great, what we call the Great Commission, is he said to his disciples, all authority has been given unto me. Now go into, make disciples of all the nations. And then he describes how we do that. And he starts off with baptism. He says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey or observe everything that I've commanded you and Behold, I will be with you even until the end of the age. So it's a, baptism is the starting point of, of our journey with God. After we've been reborn. You know, there's a story about the Ethiopian eunuch that Philip, the Lord said, okay, there's going to be a chariot with an Ethiopian eunuch that's going to be on it. Jump onto his chariot. So Philip jumps up, up onto the chariot and he asks, what are you reading? And he says, do you understand what you're reading? He says, no, how can I understand if, if nobody will explain it to me? And then Philip took the, he took that portion of scripture and he started breaking it open and shared with him the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and it's funny that the first thing the guy said when he saw water was, hey, there's water, Stop. Is there anything that hinders me from being baptized? In other words, it must be, it must have been such a, such a point made by Philip. And a lot of people will tell us that baptism is not that important. I beg to differ. You know, of all the things, of all the things that this Ethiopian eunuch could ask, one of the first things when he sees water, he says, what hinders me from being baptized? And he immediately stopped and, and Philip doesn't tell, well, you've got to go through like five courses and you've got to first do, you've got to understand this. No, just based on his confession that Jesus Christ is Lord, he baptizes him. And tonight as we, as we, baptize, as we baptize people, I'm just going to read out a couple of names of, of people that have decided to get baptized. And uh, I really, 
uh, I really want to encourage you that as they as they come forward, this is a public declaration. This is this is about the first time that we say, "I'm not ashamed of this gospel." I am not ashamed to confess before a lot of people that I know and that I don't know. I don't know if all of you are believers. I'm not. I'm not afraid to say, "I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ." So uh, as we read their names and as they come forward, won't you give them a huge hand for their step of obedience? It's is it Ane or Anne Sneeman? Harry. Harry van Wyk. Leanne Swanepoel. Bongani Makize. Jessica Nslapo. Lawrence Ferreira, Andrea Sawyer, and Titi, is that right? Is everybody here? We are the people that are going to baptize them. You know, the early church made such a, made such a big fuss about baptism that, uh, they wrote in the Didache that they wrote stuff on baptism and they, and they said before people got baptized that they actually expected of the people that got baptized and the people that were baptizing them to fast for a week. That was, that was sort of the thing that they did. They were so serious about baptism and, uh, the effect of that on the body of Christ and on that person. But I want to, can I read for us from, from Romans? Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So, and I want to, agree with what's been said before and the guy that, that testified about his baptism. You know, baptism, when you talk about your baptism, inevitably you think about your salvation. It's not just baptism, it's how you got saved, it's, it's how the Lord started speaking to you that you need to obey Him by, bapt, by baptism. So maybe just for a moment or two, uh, who of you have been baptized? Great. So we've got great stories to tell, Right. Why don't you just turn for a minute or two to the person next to you and tell them the story of your, about your baptism. Just, just share how you decided to come to the place where these people are now. While they're testifying, can we maybe ask the band to, to join us on stage, please? Um, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Sebastian. I just have a, I felt it really on my heart to just share this. So, especially on baptism about, Two months, actually three months ago, it was fir- four months ago, it was first year's camp. And um, I got baptized last year already. And my sister came to Stellenbosch to study. 
And it's just been amazing to see her grow, but she chose to be, or she made the decision to step out in faith and um, get baptized and had the privilege and honor of baptizing her. And it's just been amazing to see her grow. And then two months, amen to that. Um, and then two, two months later, um, going home for that short holiday break with my parents and her and I were just sharing on baptism and everything. And we're at home and my mom comes home and she's sitting there. She's like, Seb, I want to get baptized. Um, so we're like, I was like, mom, okay. She's like, no, now. Um, so then we're like, okay, great. So my mom gets changed and literally she wanted to do it in the pool there. My sister and I were praying, we're interceding. My dad gets home, sees my mom changed in a swimming costume. He's like, what are you doing, Wendy? She's like, no, um, I'm going to get baptized. He's like, hold on, I'm going to go get changed. I also want to get baptized. Um, amen. Um, so praise God. It's just been an amazing journey and they're just absolutely flourishing and growing and yeah, it's been incredible. Amen. Doesn't that remind, doesn't that remind you of the story in the Bible where a whole household got saved and everybody got baptized? Amen. So we're going to baptize these folks, but I want to encourage you that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you confess him to be your Lord and Savior and you want to be baptized, you're more than welcome to come. Amen. Amen. This is one of the things that baptism does. It creates faith in our hearts. And I really want to encourage you that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you have accepted Him, then there's nothing that hinders you from being baptized. And tonight, this is a beautiful, beautiful, not just a public sign, but a public celebration of the life and all and the death of Jesus but also the resurrection of Jesus. So we're gonna as they go under the water, it's a sign that they have died with Christ and been buried with him. But then there's something else that happens. As they come out of the water and that's a celebration that they explode into the resurrection life. When Jesus exploded out of that grave and grey and the grave couldn't hold him anymore. We also identify with that kind of resurrection life and the newness of life that comes with it. So tonight as we, as we witness this, let it remind us of our own baptism and let us celebrate that again. But also let it ignite in our hearts a celebration and a shout of praise for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start worshiping and then... We're going to start baptizing, and if you want to be baptized, come to the front, please. Amen. God bless. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.